Holy Gospel is written in the 20th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John, beginning at the 19th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. The same day at evening being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst, and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew, that I may live as thou dost live, and do what thou wouldst do. That prayer is based on the gospel story that we have heard today of Jesus breathing on the disciples and the disciples receiving the Holy Spirit. The hymn writer takes the picture language of the Holy Spirit being like the breath of God and extends it to all of us so that we pray, breathe on me, breath of God. Now I wonder what it is about breathing that is such a good metaphor for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And in beginning to answer that question, I suggest that we all uh, think very consciously for a moment about our own breathing and focus just for a moment on the re regularity of our breathing in and breathing out. When we breathe in, we draw into our bodies the oxygen that we need for life itself. And that is a picture of our taking in and being filled with what we need for life. In the same way, the Holy Spirit is the life of God in our lives and comes to fill us with that life. What the Holy Spirit brings to us are all the characteristics and the gifts of God. Paul lists those characteristics of God in his letter to the Galatians. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. And he also lists again in his letters a whole series of different gifts that the Holy Spirit awakens in us. Some are natural gifts and some supernatural. But Paul says that the Spirit gives each of us at least one gift and therefore the Holy Spirit comes to give us both the character and the creativity of God. It is this, the character 
and creativity of God that we draw into our lives in the same way as we draw the oxygen of life into our bodies when we breathe. Of course, we breathe continually. There is no let-up in our breathing, at least not until we die. We can live a long time without food, a couple of days without drinking, but life without breath is measured in minutes. And so in the same way that we constantly breathe, we are to continually draw the Holy Spirit into our lives. Sometimes Christians speak about uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit as though it is a one-off experience. Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? We might have heard people ask us at various times in our lives. By which they usually mean, have you received one of those supernatural gifts of the Spirit that we mentioned just now? But being filled with the Spirit is not intended to be a one-off experience. The letter to the Ephesians encourages us to go on being filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit first comes into our lives as we first give ourselves to God, and then we need to continually receive the Spirit on a moment-by-moment basis. For me, this constant receiving seems closely linked to prayer. The letter to the Ephesians also says that we should pray at all times as the Spirit leads. And so it seems to me that God is looking for us to be in constant communication or conversation with him through the Holy Spirit so that we can see him and receive from him wherever we are and whatever we are doing. And as the presence and the thoughts of God, the Holy Spirit, are continually breathed into our lives through that constant conversation, so we continually see and begin to put into practice the characteristics and the creativity of God in our way of life, our lifestyles. The prayer of the hymn writer was, breathe on me, breath of God, fill me with life anew, that I may live as thou dost live, and do what thou wouldst do. And this is also why Jesus can say to the disciples, as they receive the Holy Spirit, that they can forgive or not forgive sins. When we know and practice God's characteristics and creativity, then we are able to make the kind of decisions that God makes. And that is possible because we have started to think and act like God himself. However, it is important that we don't stop there. Breathing is not solely about taking in. We breathe in in order to then breathe out. The pattern of our breathing is taking in and giving out, taking in and giving out. And so it should be in relation to the Holy Spirit. The characteristics and creativity of God cannot only be expressed inwardly. Love, joy, peace, and so on cannot be seen unless they are shared with others. Paul continually emphasizes that the gifts of the Spirit are not for our own or the church's benefit. Instead, the Spirit's presence is shown in some way in each person 
for the good of all. Just as we cannot live if we do not breathe out as well as in, so we will not come alive as Christians unless we give out as well as taking in. There are then to be two constants in our lives. A constant conversation with God in which we draw into our lives his Holy Spirit, his presence, his thoughts, his characteristics, and his creativity. And this is to be coupled with a constant giving out of his characteristics and his creativity for the good of others, so that the Holy Spirit is available then for others to draw into their lives as well. Finally, breathing is something so fundamental to life that we do it all the time without thinking about it at all. And in the same way, the Holy Spirit comes in order to bring us to the point where living the life of God becomes natural to us, so natural that we do it intuitively without having to think about it. We have to start, of course, by consciously living the life of God in order that that life begins then to become natural to us. And when that occurs, we will genuinely pray with our lives that hymn writer's prayer. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew that I may live as thou dost live and do what thou wouldst do. Amen.